love you guys. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while, I know. I apologize. No excuses. Life has just been crazy. Um, <laughs> I can say that. So, you know, this we're going to get into this podcast pretty quickly here. But first, before we do that, like always, I'm Matthew. I'm Carlos. And I'm Fofo. Today's episode is entitled The Leader Within. I know it's pretty cool, but it might not be that cool. I'm just kidding. I think it's cool. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, episode, this episode is going to be about uh, youth leaders, uh, those who help youth leaders, and those that are currently in programs right now where they have a youth leader. Um, so make sure you spread this to them. Make, uh, make sure they listen to this. If you are a youth leader, Oh, God. Pay attention to this, please. <laughs> please yeah. pay attention to this episode. Oh, uh, man. Don't, don't be afraid of the criticism we're about to give you guys, the criticism we're going to bring up. But also pay attention to it, too, because it's going to help you. And also pay attention to the positive things we're going to say about uh, youth leaders in this episode. Uh, so, Carlos, we got anything to add on? Yeah, most definitely. I think this episode is not only tailored to youth leaders and people involved in um, and youth groups back at home or in their home parishes, but I think it's also uh, tailored to people in general who are looking to be, or who are wondering what it takes to be like a leader within the church and how to approach that really. Um, you know, cause a, lead, a leader necessarily doesn't just mean, you know, you're involved in a youth group and you're helping there. While it does mean, it, it, that could be part of it. Um, it could be various things, you know, it could be um, at your university. I know a lot of people listening to our podcast are college students. Um, so we're gonna talk about that, how to approach it there as well. And also just in everyday life, you know, as you walk around. Um, so this is really widespread. Um, and tailored to different things. While we are going to start talking about, like, at first, youth ministers, we're going to also talk about uh, the different areas. Uh, but before we jump into that, um, as as you guys know, for those of you guys who missed our live stream, uh, we have a new official member of the New Era Saints uh, host team. Uh, it's Fofo. So uh, a warm welcome to Fofo. Um, before we start a podcast, we always like to catch up a little bit. And since a lot has happened uh, in the past few days, we haven't been really uh, able to catch up with our recordings. But we're here now, and we got a new member, so we're just gonna start by you know catching up. So Fofo, man, how you been, brother? Fofo, you can go first. Guest first, please. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, I've been uh, pretty pretty good, man. It's just uh, been hectic um, working out in the sun. You know, it's 106 degrees. I walked like eight miles this last weekend. Um, it's it's just been pretty good, though. I've been blessed. You know, my family's good. I'm good. And, uh, yeah. How about you, Matt? Uh, I can't really complain. Um, I've been all right. Uh, sorry, I just checked it. Um, yeah, I've been all right. And uh, work's been pretty busy. I've been pretty tired. But you know what? I'm almost out of Cuba. Um, my family's doing all right. Uh, it's about to be like a quick side note, but uh, my cousin should be in surgery right as we are speaking right now. Mm. So if you're listening to this, please make sure you're praying for a recovery because it'll already be after a surgery. Um, uh, yeah. Quick side note, I know I'm bringing my family into it real quick. Uh, other than that, we're doing good. Praying for my cousin. Everyone's praying for her my family. We're doing good. We're going strong. Um, That's awesome. Work's been busy. I'm almost out of Cuba. Thank Let's goodness. go. Let's go. That's coming back to the States, bro. Small base. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm uh, glad to hear um, that you're doing okay. And definitely prayers out to your family for sure. Always, we got you. And I know our viewers are also going to have her in, in their prayers as well. Um, uh, as far as uh, Matt coming back to the States, really pumped on that. That was great. You know, Matt's going to get based out here in the United States of America. So it's going to be a good time having him back over here and being able to, you know, be a little bit closer together. 
Uh, but you know what, guys? Uh, I'm doing well as well. Uh, kind of want to jump into the podcast real quick. So uh, everything's been good over here. Just been a hectic week with a lot of uh, projects going on as well as work. And the family's doing okay. You know, we're still a-okay. We're still tight and all that good stuff. Um, lots of big stuff coming in, uh, not only for New Era Saints, but the Soul Movement. We've been working on, on that a lot. Um, and we're just really pumped to bring everything to you guys. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I mean, other than that, dude, I'm pretty chill, pretty swift. I love what I love what we're doing, and I'm pretty pumped to get into this podcast. So, I mean, Fofo, let's uh, let's start it off. Um, you know, obviously, you're a youth minister at the parish that you serve in. So, kind of get it started in the perspective of what you have seen over the years and how it has been transitioning from what, how it was when you were a youth, seeing the leadership, and how it is now being like a set leader um, for the youth. Um, yeah, dude. So like for me growing up, I didn't have a youth ministry. You know, I kind of just went to school, hung out with friends. Um, it wasn't until I joined the young adults group that I kind of got a taste of any kind of ministry. Um, thank God they put some great leaders in front of me and they put me actually in this spot now where I'm, you know, a youth minister. So, um, yeah, back then youth ministry was, um, rare man you know there wasn't too much leaders or too much youth ministers um that were involved i guess you could say um so like now me being involved in this is just a blessing it's stressful yeah like you said jc you know you got to deal with youngsters sometimes yeah they're forced to be there you you know you've been there where your parent made you go and you didn't want to be there yeah most definitely so you kind of have to balance that out with the people that want to be there, you know, and uh, oh, yeah. it's a whole different generation. Um, you know, that's why it's a good thing to have like a core team, nice core team that is nice and balanced, that has different ages. So that way we could get an aspect of like what everybody's thinking, I guess you could say. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think, yeah, man, it's been changing a lot. Leadership in the church uh, is continuously evolving. Um, in the way in the ways you can get involved there's a lot there's very, there's a lot of ways that you can get involved in the church um, as well as just in the faith in general as a leader um, and I know Matt and I you know we're, we're, we're youngsters I guess you would say um, <laughs> according to your terms uh, youth ministry for us was a big base of our faith um, I mean I mean would you say Matt like I mean I mean for you like I mean for us it's like it's, it all stemmed from that I mean no like that's where it all stemmed from like the, the leadership as a youth ministry right uh yeah uh i like i you know i said in the first episode i didn't really get into my religion or faith in general until i started going to confirmation classes yeah so it was, it was my youth leader she was amazing uh you know i said from the point about youth leaders i had nothing to complain about with her she was amazing she was uh by far one of the best youth leaders out there um and, you know she had a she had a support team with her of other leaders and ministers they were just I can't describe how awesome they were. Uh, if it weren't for them, I would not be on the level of faith I am at right now. It's just the honest truth. Um, yeah. And that's why I think it's so important, and that's why I really need you guys to spread this episode, especially to your youth leaders, because when you're a teenager or you know middle school, um, that's when that's when your brain starts focusing on a lot more things that you want to start taking serious and not serious. Um, yeah. So as yeah. a youth leader or minister, whatever you're doing, if any you know position of power or leadership that you're in, it's essential that you really give them an experience to make them fall in love with the faith. It, oh, yeah. I cannot, I can't emphasize that enough. 
because we lose a lot of our members in the teenage years. That's when they start leaving the church because oh, yeah. we don't have we don't have that youth ministry anymore. Or I feel like we do. It's just not as avid or you know as available as it should be. Because um, mm-hmm. you know you go around, you ask these kids in high school. I say kids. I'm only a couple years older than them, but you ask these kids <laughs> in high school. You know, you ask these kids in high school, like, hey, like, do you go to church? And like, well, not really anymore. Like, it's just. It just wasn't, yeah. you know, like interesting for me. I just didn't know anything about it. So I was like, so that's why as a youth leader or minister, it's your, it's your job, it's your duty through Christ, I should say, actually, to, to make sure that you're, you're making your eyes open to what our faith really stands for, what it really is, and the history behind our church, too. The history is a beautiful thing. Um, oh, yeah. You know, uh, and like I said before, it's just simple. You, you, can't, you can't try hard as a youth minister or a leader. If you try hard, then you're gonna lose people. You have to let it come naturally, let the Holy Spirit do its work. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. Um, oh, yeah. And to be honest, this this message is not just for Catholic youth leaders, but also for Protestant, Baptist, Mormon, you know, whatever kind of Christian you are, this is for, we, we're losing people in general, mm. you know, in the faith of Christ. Not just yeah. the church, but in the faith of Christ yeah. in general, we're losing them. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, please, please spread this message. Uh, this oh, is yeah. so important. What we're going to say on here is going to be, like I said earlier, you know, a lot of criticism. It's going to be a lot of bad things we're going to say, but it's also going to be a lot of good things we're going to say. The reason, if you don't show the ugly, then you're never going to get the truth. It's just right. that simple. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah, we, we're for sure going to, you know, talk about, like, talking about youth leaders right now. Uh, like you said, Matt, there's a lot of issues uh, that can happen uh, when you're a youth leader or a core team member. Um I think sometimes people let the power get to them uh, and they rely solely on that and mm-hmm. they, you know, they authoritatively handle their ministry as a dictatorship rather than mm-hmm. as a spiritual as a spiritual group, which is what it should be. I mean, I've encountered um, various youth ministers or, or, or some situations where, you know, it's more of a dictatorship rather than a spirituality uh, group where you all have one the same goal, which is to get the youth closer to Christ. Um, mm-hmm. And I think looking at that uh, ministry component as a parish uh, is, is a big key right there. So I think always the important thing is to realize that the things that we do in regards to ministry, and this goes just for everything, not just youth ministry, um, but this goes just for someone who's trying to like, you know, be a leader in any, in any uh, given situation, is that you're doing it for God. It's God's ministry, not yours ministry, okay? So for some reason, you felt the urge uh, to go forward and be like, you know what, I think I feel like God's calling me to, you know, be a leader and, and get out of my comfort zone and, you know, step more into my faith this way. And that right there should be a big sign saying that, you know what, God wants me to do this. So this is not for me to take over. This is not for me to control. This is for God to control. And that's where I think there's like a huge uh, give or take, like there should be a balance between everything and it's a group effort right and you as a leader yeah you have some sort of i guess i mean i wouldn't call it power but some say and what happens but at the same time um you gotta make sure that everything you do is in accordance with the discernment that you have had with god and in prayer you can't let the power get to you um, because then you're trying too hard and then you know you're putting yourself in a position where it can turn almost into just a job and just another thing to do and um, as opposed to a calling from God, right? And I think that's a dangerous thing, at least for youth ministers. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, and I was going to ask, 
hazmat stuff over here. You know, what are some things you'd like to do differently or some things you want different youth leaders or ministers to hear that you'd like to see some change in that you do yourself? You know, honestly, um, just speaking to like different, I guess you could say youth. I'm not, I don't want to call them kids because it's youth. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's like everybody realizes if it's genuine or not, you know, like if you're there for the right reasons or not, because um, like right off the back, I guess you could say like the vibe is different yeah. when somebody actually truly loves or is in love with, with Christ, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, youth are able to tell that right away. And I think that makes a big difference. Like JC knows me. He's seen like how I minister um, because I still do it with him in a sense, you know, um, that's why we're so close because um, he comes up to me. He's like, yo, can you listen to me? Yeah, dude, like, I'm here for you. I'm here to uplift you. I'm here to build you up. And I, I think that's the way I go about it. I've never tried to go, like, looking to, like, be cool or looking to do something else. I just approach everybody and just, like, in a simple way where, you know, I could approach, or I'm approachable, I guess you could say. Um, and that's pretty much the way I go about it, man. I, I don't try too hard, like you said. I, I truly, honestly, um, try to come from a genuine place because I know that, like, when somebody comes at me and they're not being genuine, like, I could tell. Yeah. So, yeah, most definitely. What do you guys look like look for from a youth minister? You know, like. Well, I think uh, from a youth, I mean, I guess talking in the regards of youth ministry, I think uh, an important thing for me is always, yeah, you know, flexibility, but there also has to be like some sense of structure um, and what you do, like we talk about, like, you know, the spirit leading and stuff like that. Um, and this also go back, it goes back to like the balance of things. You know, there has to be a spiritual balance as well as a structure balance, um, a unison between every, everyone you're working with, or if you're the only one that, you know, leads everything, a unison in how you uh, do things, right? Because that's really gonna set you up for a greater success. Um, in your ministry and like yeah you said you said it Fofo uh, the youth can tell when you're faking it <laughs> and the youth mm -hmm. can tell when you're for real down to earth and you're like all crazy about Jesus um, and there's really lots of way to approach it and I think the youth of today really can see past um, the your faces in regards to if you're putting up a face that you actually aren't I think the youth can really um, see past that and if they see past that and they see um, a lack of authenticity then they'll immediately be like, oh, dude, I'm not going to listen to you, bro, because, like, you know, um, why should yeah. I, right? And I think that's a that's a big thing in regards to ministry. I mean, I know I know Matt has seen a lot as well. Um, so I guess my question, I mean, I want to ask Matt, first of all, uh, how or what you would say uh, is something that youth definitely look for in a leader and how a leader can further prepare for um, the encounter with the youth. Uh, you know what, I think, I think exactly what you guys have been saying this whole time. Just being genuine, being natural, be yourself. Because uh, Fofo hit it dead on. Uh, I'll be the one to say it, but I'm, I'm telling you guys right now, if you're a leader listening to this or minister, teens, you know, young adults, they can smell your BS from a mile away. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the way to put it, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I'm just going to be sure that the reason why, like, I know they're probably just being a little more selfish, you know, self-resistant towards themselves, but that's okay. They can do that. I'm, 
I'm more, I'm a very upfront person. If I feel a certain way about you, like I'm gonna tell you respectfully, of course, but I'm not gonna be afraid yeah. to tell you. Uh, and if I feel a certain way about the issue, I will tell you exactly how I feel about the issue. And the issue is there's just, there's a lot of these youth leaders that I, you know, I went to go visit other churches with friends and check out their youth leaders and their ministers and all that. They're just, they're putting on a totally different face, man, when they walk into that youth room or whatever yeah. kind of cool looking room they got, you know, like, uh, and it's just, it's, I feel uncomfortable actually when they do that because I, yeah. I then don't trust what they're saying about the faith because if yeah. they can't even be themselves, how do I know they're being, they're talking about how God, how they really feel about God, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's a problem. That's a very big problem. And a lot of these teens, they can smell the BS and they, there's like, and they regret going to confirmation class. That's one of the oh. biggest things I remember yeah. was like my fellow classmates were like, I hate coming here. I'd rather be at home, you know, doing this or being hanging out with my friends doing that. And I, and you know what? Uh, I can easily say yes. You know, like just suck it up. Stop being a crybaby. This is for God, not for you. Yeah. But, but at the same time, God cares about his people. So oh, yeah. I definitely do think that I don't think we need to become more modern as a church. I just think that we need to, to, to understand how a, what a teenager and a young adult goes through nowadays that it's oh, much yeah. different than what they went through when they were young adults mm-hmm. you know uh, yeah. and and uh, I, I definitely noticed some people even when to the day we got confirmed they still weren't taking it serious they were just mm. forced to go by their parents which is ridiculous to me because even the priest says do not let your parents force you to go to this if you don't want to go to this and you don't have <laughs> right. to because confirmation is your choice not your parents choice that's right. why you, get, you, yeah. cho- you chose to get confirmed to yeah. the faith, not mom and dad chose no you chose um, right so you know you let your parents hear this too actually not anything about it jeez <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. you know it's just uh that's that's the one thing that really gets there's plenty of other things that we'll talk about in a little bit but like that's the one main thing that gets to me is when they put yeah. this bs persona on and pretend to be someone that they're not yeah and that's just like the harsh uh the harsh truth and you know like Matt said, we're just going to be kind of honest in this. Uh, but kind of turning the tables uh, from the whole ministry, youth ministry aspect. I know we got a lot of young adults listening to us as well. And I mean, you kind of hit it right off the bat, man. Um, there has to be, I guess not, we don't have to modernize the church. We just have to, in a sense, have a renewal within our own selves um, to be able to expand the church in regards to how we approach people. You know, like Matt said, when we were back in high school for all these young adults out here listening, confirmation was a choice or it should have been a choice Mm -hmm. you know your faith after you leave high school and you're on your own you're living by yourself you're in college you're doing your own thing that's your choice too so for you to be saying like at that age like oh man it's because my parents make no 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 no. you have a personal choice like if you if you're persevering in your faith it's because you want to not because your mom or your pops wants you to and that right there is already props enough right so that that takes guts already but now uh talking about how you as a young adult, I would, like say you're away from your parish. You don't have a home parish. You're out of college. You don't have any affiliations with any sort of youth group or any sort of young adult group. And you're just in college and you're trying to, you know, find out how to become a leader because you found some sort of a community. And I would say, honestly, just start small and begin to grow more in that community. I know, uh, I know I've encountered various communities in college, uh, Especially, I know Focus, if you guys have listened to this and you guys know about Focus Catholic, dude, talk about an outreach to the, to the Catholic college students that really impacts your life and sets you up for a life 
filled with faith and authentic, authentic relationship, not with not just with Christ, but with people. I think, I think once you really begin to integrate yourself there and you're ready to take that next step, um, the big thing is being able to make that decision for yourself. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I mean, you know, Fofo was hitting it dead on. He was saying that the youth can tell right away who it is. Um, but, you know, I guess I can have something else. I, you know, this would be a good point of view from Fofo. You know, Fofo, like, what's something else, though, obviously, besides the BS of the youth leader himself, <laughs> what's something else that you see that has actually nothing to do with the youth leader, but the environment that's around the teens? And so, <laughs> you, it's so funny, man. Um, I was just kind of hitting it off with, uh, with one of my old friends, actually confirmation students, right? Um, it's so hard to say that because I, I feel old saying that now. Um, <laughs> you know, she just graduated college and I was like, no way you graduated college, you know? Um, and, you know, I asked her like, why did you leave our, like, youth ministry that we wanted to start up, you know? And she's like, you know, honestly, there's no structure. There's no, um, there's nothing to kind of go by, you know? Um, and she went to a, a different parish where she found the structure that she wanted. Um, and I just sat, just like, uh, I think everybody was more, um, they knew about their faith. You know, they were confident about their faith. They were confident about what they were teaching to everybody. and. I, I think that's something that that's really important as well is like knowing your faith and knowing what um, you have to talk about right yeah uh, the other thing is besides the BS like you said you know um, because there is there's a lot of it man um, I, I've known youth groups that were going out and partying and the youth ministers out there partying with them throwing parties and you know and it became a problem where our um, our priest at the time, you know, had to like put a stop to it because it was it was like you can't a blind man can't lead a blind man. You know what I mean? Um, so it's impossible. Like if you're trying to be play God, I guess you could say, inside the youth ministry, mm-hmm. and um, you're not God. It's it's we're working for God. So oh heck yeah, dude. Yeah, I th- you know you brought you brought up a good point right there. So you know back at my home parish, we had to sing, uh, especially in the recharge ministry. You know, we were in char- we were in charge of the confirmation students. Uh, at that time, spiritually, they're very vulnerable. So uh, we had a scene where only recharge would hang out with recharge. Don't hang Ooh. out with the confirmation students, even though they're only like your age actually, or just a year younger than you. Don't hang out with them. Just don't. Not at this time. Yeah. You can be patient. Yeah. yeah. You know, let them let them explore God themselves. Don't don't be uh, you know, when it's in the regular world outside, if they need spiritual help, yeah, of course, help them. But they're asking to go party or stuff like that. Just, just, just say no. Say no in a nice way and just be like, listen, like, uh, yeah. like once you're confirmed and all that, like that's when I know you're serious about this. Like then, yeah, no problem. I can go party or do or anything like that. But obviously, do it smartly and safely. Um, yeah. But you know, like, set. You have to set strict restrictions. If you don't, there's going to be what Fofo just said. There's unorganization and chaos. And you know, I went to a church one time. Uh, one of my buddies uh, church I don't say what church it was or where it was but uh, the youth group and the, the participants within the youth group they all hung out with each other like yeah. everywhere they went 
and I have never heard people talk bad about each other within the same group so much ever before in my life. And that is okay. terrible, terrible thing to happen. And you know, I spent the whole summer with them, so it was, it was very awful. But I also did make some good friends within Christ. Uh, that's the, that does that's some of the positive stuff that does happen. But you can tell the organization wasn't there, the authority was not there, uh, and you need you do need to lead with a you know with an iron fist, but a but a peaceful iron fist. Though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because <laughs> you, know, you know, discipline and restrictions they're they're they're. There for a reason, mm-hmm. but don't do it in a dictatorship kind of way. Do it in a smart way where people can feel comfortable. Yeah, most definitely, and I think that's like uh, specifically important for youth ministries. And if you're involved as a leader at a parish, um, setting the barrier between you know here's where I have my relationship with you at the parish, and you know outside of this place, you know it's kind of different because you know I'm an adult, you're uh, a youth, so you know that relationship can't be as inclusive because you know obviously if you're doing something as a group as a whole youth ministry taking a trip you know going on a field trip that's something else but hanging out on an individual level on an individual level um like at a house or something that's uh that's a big no-no for sure um mm-hmm. but now obviously if you're looking at this from a different perspective if you're involved in a community that's not within a parish if you're like at a college or just in your own like community that you meet of people like just in your regular day-to-day lifestyle then I think that's actually a big component, having a community uh, moments and having adventures with each other and having those intimate moments with each other where you guys just unite and you guys just hang out. You know, you guys have those spiritual encounters with each other, but you guys also have those, um, not worldly encounters, but like lifestyle encounters where you guys can come in and also, you know, have fun with each other um, when you guys are not like talking about God, you know, just having fun as it is. Um, and I think that's a big component for those who are not involved in ministry um, and just really the relationships that you can build and how much more fruitful that can be. I mean, I know, Matt, I kind of want to get your perspective on this because, I mean, you're in the, you're obviously, you've been away <laughs> from the parish <laughs> life for a long, long time, ever since you enlisted in the Navy, I would say. Um, how, and this is for everyone like who's wondering how to be a leader when you're not involved in the parish ministry and you're not involved at a college community, how are you a leader in your day-to-day lifestyle with the people around you as a faithful? Uh, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good question. I still have people actually from my home parish that reach out to me you know, every now and then. Or even people who aren't, who are just debating about being Christian or not, you know? Yeah. Uh, doing stuff like what we do. Now, you don't have to go to an extreme like us and make a podcast. We did that because we felt a calling to do that. But whatever yeah. you feel a calling to doing that God's telling you to do, then you know, answer that call and do it. Because I have people that reach out to me now for spiritual advice. I'm not a priest or anything like that, you know. I'm getting my degree <laughs> within. I'm getting my degree for theology and all that right now, but I'm not there yet. Uh, but you know, I, I do have enough knowledge to, to have a basic understanding of the faith. Yeah. I'm confident to say that, and um, all thanks to my youth leaders. Uh, they're amazing, and they help me with that. Um, but you know, how I do without being part of a parish or a college community is that I, I do these things right here. And when you do these things, you still get the word out there, no matter where that person may be. Once you see that there's people like me who are not even able to settle in one spot because of what they do, it's very easy for them to start understanding that they can find a home then. If I'm able to feel at home, even though I'm not home, then they can most definitely find a home, you know, because they're physically staying in one spot. Yeah. Um, You know, and I I just think doing the small things that we do, uh, and also, 
finding the right friend group that's oh, so yeah. important oh, that's oh, so dude. heck yes dude. so important yes you know? uh and i'm gonna say this i'm gonna i'm gonna transfer this within to the uh youth leader position uh when i had my youth leader uh she had the surrounding of friends that was just it was just so perfect they all the way they all blended with each other and oh yeah their relationship was so strong that it, it made me literally every wednesday when we had a recharge ministry uh, ministry meeting i think it was like i forgot Anyways, every time we had a meeting, I would get so happy the day of it because it's what I look forward to the most throughout the week. And that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's something big to say. That you don't hear a lot of teens or young adults saying, I can't wait to go to church. You just don't hear that anymore. <laughs> you really don't yeah. hear that yeah. anymore. And it's sad. It's really sad. And I was one of those people that had to, I was blessed. I'm not allowed to be on blessed to have the amazing youth leader and her support group that I would say every, every week, I can't wait to go to church because I was excited, I was truly happy. And uh, you know, being away from home, it does suck. Uh, I'm lucky. We actually just got a new priest here on base, very nice man. Um, and you know, being, a, being away from home, it does suck. I'm not gonna lie, it sucks. But I still have the ability and the true connection with God to feel connected to my home parish. And also whatever new parish I end up finding in North Carolina, which will be in a few months, which I, by the way, I'm so excited to do that. I can't wait to find a parish there. <laughs> I know that I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna be connected with them as if they're my family through Christ because I had the ability to do that to overcome and to adapt to things because I had the right kind of leadership in charging me when I was a young adult and a teenager within my youth ministry group. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, dude. And I think uh, you know I'm gonna bounce back and forth between Fofo and I talking a little bit more about the, you know how to do it when you're not affiliated with the parish or anything like that. I think what you said about you know having a good friend group is key because really if you think about it you could be a leader in the faith to your own friends you know by not only evangelizing about how your actions are but by also you know having spiritual encounters with your friends you know even if your friends that are kind of like lukewarm about the faith um you know if you're really looking to be a leader i'd say like start there start there and really start you know evangelizing in that way and taking leadership roles in that way and seeing how that affects not only your friend but your relationships as a whole unit because that will really uh, tell you uh, whether or not you're like uh, capable of doing that and I think for a lot of people they'll find that heck yeah they are because once you start to evangelize to your friends I mean you'll see everyone else that you become a leader to as a friend really in reality you see them as a as as just another relationship where you know you want to find them where they are, become a good friend, and then talk Jesus to them. And that's like, there's nothing greater than that to do as a leader. And I know Fofo um, definitely has some insight on that as well. Oh yeah, you know, you, you put it right on the dot, man. Um, it's like a business, you know, uh, in business school, I guess they, they tell you like, put yourself around people that are gonna put you in a spot to succeed, right? Oh, yeah. um, that That's kind of how um, it is right here, man. Um, you surround yourself around positive people, positive people that are going to teach you about Christ, that are going to get your confidence up to be able to speak around other people, you know, like, because when you go out with your friends that are um, maybe not um, following Christ or not inside of um, any religion, for that matter, um, you know, you're obviously not going to practice what you're learning inside of the church. Uh, But if you start hanging out with, you know, positive people, uh, it doesn't have to be inside the church, but if you're trying to grow in your faith with Christ, um, you obviously want to put yourself with people that are following Christ and 
are going to give you positive vibes and just positive um, outlooks on the church. You know, um, it's it's really hard when you don't have, I guess you could say, like a support group, right? Because yeah. that's who you're going to go to when you're feeling sad or we, when you're feeling depressed or whatever it may be that you're feeling. That's going to be your your people to go to that are going to pray for you, that are going to pray with you, and just kind of uplift your spirit. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I think, uh, like what you said right there, you know, it's all about being able to, you know, we're really reiterating here on friendship and, and how to, like, take that also into account when you're a leader in the church. Um, and sorry, Matt, I cut you off my bad, bro. Uh, go ahead. No, anyways, uh, yeah, and I mean, I'm just really, I got a question for you, for like you two. I think, really, what would you say to someone, like, they just had their encounter with God, you know, and they super stoked about jumping into the relationship with Jesus and they want to become a leader what would you say is the first step that we they must take I want to get your guys insight on that Matt what's up bro uh, I think the first thing you should do is take a look at yourself or oh, yeah. you in your life so you know sometimes yeah you hear God's calling you but sometimes he's calling you to do something not at the moment though He's telling you to do it later on. He's just, you know, letting you know ahead of time. Hey, I recommend you start getting your life together so that you can do this, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so take a look at yourself first. Take a reflection of your life. Make sure you're in a good place to know that you're mentally and physically able to, to support a group of who knows how many how many teens and young adults are going to be in charge of. You know, my, my parish was a massive parish. It was huge. But I know there's even bigger ones out there. So let's say the day comes where you get hired by a parish. And they're like, okay, we have 500 teenagers within the program. <laughs> which is very possible, though. 500. Which is, it's out there, you know, it's out there. And that is a lot of people to be in charge of. That is a lot of, that is a lot of faithful, open-hearted minds that you have looking up to you. And those, all those hearts and minds are very vulnerable at that time. So that is... That is the most pressure you can ever have on you in your life right there because that's going to determine whether or not they're going to want to continue the faith. So you have a lot of pressure on you, but don't let that scare you, though. Let it be a, a confidence booster, if anything. Let it know that, let you know, let yourself know that there's a reason why God allowed you to be hired for that position right there because he yeah. knows you're going to make a difference. He knows you're going to mm -hmm. do something good. So don't force it. Let it come naturally. You get you know, and for those who are listening, they're already, you know, like within the job, you know, they're already doing it or they're, uh, you know, just, just let it come naturally. Don't, don't, don't look at others for, you know, a way to act. Look at others for advice, though, obviously. Yeah. That's why there's other youth leaders out there. But don't <laughs> act like them. Though. Just because you like their advice doesn't mean you have to start acting like them. No, just take their advice and interpret it the way you want to interpret it, you know? Yeah. Because I, I know I've been guilty of doing that a couple times where I'm just like, oh, that person's so good at what they're doing. Like, within this ministry, let me try to, you know, kind of act the way they act within the church. But no, that's not the right thing to do. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what you guys say about that, but... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you hit, you hit it on the spot, man. Um, it's, it's crazy that you say that, man, because I think when I started, like, my youth or youth ministry leadership, I, I kind of looked at our youth minister and I was like, dude, this... This is just so knowledgeable, like, bro, I can't believe, like, how much knowledge he has. And I wanted to, like, replicate that, you know, and I felt 
like I wasn't being a good leader at the beginning because I was like, dude, I have a hard time remembering a lot of stuff. This guy could tell me verses. He could tell me a lot of stuff about the church right off the back. You know, I'll have to do my research. And I would stress out about it, man. I would stress out about, like, yo, how am I going to get this done, you know? Yeah. And, but to the point of, like, how to get somebody started is, you know, letting them know, like, hey, take it easy. Take it slow. You know, um, there's no rush to this. Like, once you're in there, you're in there. It's It's easy to... Once you get started, like like you guys said, we're vulnerable, but at the same time, we're excited because we just got filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, and it's this burning sensation, this, this like like you want to run and just get up and tell everybody what you experienced, and at the same time, like be a big part of the church, that, but you barely started. We have to learn to crawl before we we learn to run and, and ride a bike, right? Um, so you kind of hit it on the on, on the spot, Matt, like. It is true. You you can't just get up and run. You can't. And there's no pressure. There's no pressure because at the end of the day, God has a greater goal for everybody. Um, it doesn't like it doesn't have to be huge at the beginning, but later on, as you get more knowledge, as you fall in love more with Christ, you you you'll experience it. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm sorry, bro. Cut you off. <laughs> no, you're good, bro. Uh, most definitely, yeah. I think uh, for like, I think. Actually, no, tying back to what both of you guys said, when you guys, uh, you know, look at other youth ministers and kind of like, in a sense, they compare to yourself. And like, I know, Matt, you said sometimes we fall into that act of like trying to, to mimic them. I think really it is taking different advice and taking different things that other people do um, and making it your own. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, really seeing what they do good and seeing what a lot of people do good and what is working and really taking some time to not only uh, pray about it, but also really think about what will work for you, uh, not only as a leader, but also just as a person, you know? I think I struggled with that too, falling into like mimicking other people. Um, and it wasn't until I really evaluated for who I am that I saw like, okay, uh, what they did was great, that's awesome. But I'm gonna kind of do it differently because that's not who I am. And I am this type of person and I'm gonna do it this way. And that's good because like everyone else has a, a different way of doing things, and, and that's that's the way it should be. There should be so much diversity in the way we approach ministry and, and leadership, um, because that's really what makes it so beautiful, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're like at 38 minutes right now, so I'm gonna try to move on to this next kind of subject real quick here. Um, taking advice and you know try to figure out what's going on, you know what's going wrong. Uh, the biggest message I have for youth leaders and ministers is that if you really want the best advice well there's two parts to it one go to a priest it's the reason why yeah. a priest yes. two go to the actual youth themselves ask them is there something we're doing wrong is there something you want us to improve on get their feedback they're the ones you're listen you're they're not there for you you're there for them that's oh, why yeah. you that's oh, why yeah. you chose the position you know so get their feedback say you know ask them like Listen, guys, I need you to be honest with me. What don't you like? What do you want to see more of? What do you want to see less of? What do you want to hear more of? You know, like, tell me. I need the changes to happen so I can, you know, make sure you guys stay interested within the faith. Uh, don't be afraid to have them criticize you, obviously, in a respectful manner. But don't be yeah. don't be afraid to receive <laughs> that criticism. Though. Criticism is what makes you a greater person, a better person. Um, and now, if you don't think you can handle that, then maybe you're not in the right position. But yeah. As a leader, you're supposed to receive criticism. I mean, 
that goes for any level of kind of leadership, whether it's from a youth leader all the way up to the president. You have to be able to receive criticism. Criticism. Seriously, though, it's true. Though. I mean, we all. I mean, the Pope especially, man. The Pope gets so much criticism, but he listens to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he listens to it. <laughs> uh, he listens to it, and you know, it doesn't matter what position you're at. You need to be able to receive that criticism and adapt to it. Make the changes that are necessary. Uh, you know, so that people can feel comfortable wherever they're at. Uh, so that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, most definitely, man. And I think, uh, you know, tailoring it uh, also to those who are not involved with any sort of parish ministry, but they're more involved with like college ministry and uh, lifestyle ministry. I think a big important thing as far as leadership goes um, is really the authenticity and really the way you approach it. I mean, if you're in a college ministry and you want and you're looking to be a leader to others, I think really it starts at the at the hey. How you doing? My name is this, and I'm gonna try to get to know you, um, not only as a brother or a sister, but as a as a as a friend in Christ. And I think that's the biggest important thing. And if you're just someone who's like walking, and they have no sort of um, uh, affiliations with any sort of like uh, you know group or anything like that, um, then start start at home. Start with your family. Start with your friends. Um, be a leader in that way. And I think, like Matt said, you know there's going to be times where you need to take criticism, but don't let that criticism, um, in a sense, knock you off your feet to the point where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be a leader because people just criticize me. No, 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 no. Like that criticism <laughs> is what's going to make you stronger. That criticism, yeah. you, you need to take it. You need to see where you can apply it to your own life and come back so much better to the point that you're not only happy, but you're pleasing God. You're pleasing God. So um, there's going to be various moments where, you know, there's going to be a lot of people bringing you down with uh, criticism, um, whether it be constructive or, like Matt said, you know, sometimes not good criticism that is just there to distract you. Um, but don't let it get to you. Don't let it get to you. Take it, apply it, and live it out and be just grow from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, since, since Fofo has been doing this longer than we have, uh, I kind of want to get his, his experiences of criticism that he's received himself and what he did with it. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, um, I'm really disorganized, man. I I, I, I struggle with or being organized, you know, so that's something that I always uh, come across, you know. Like, I'll forget, like, to take notes or I'll forget to, like, store something. Or, for example, if you're a youth leader or youth minister now, you have to save receipts. I... I I like to throw my receipts away, you know. I don't like receipts in my pocket, so I throw everything away. But um, it's really important to, like, keep them for, for certain reasons. But um, also is, like, I think for me has been, like, not letting fear get in the way, you know, because um, I, I doubt myself more than what I think other people um, see in me. And that's something that has been told to me various times where I just kind of, like, doubt everything that um i'm doing sometimes and just kind of trying to figure out if i'm doing the right thing um at certain times you know uh what the strength that i do have though is like i'm i listen you know it's just getting the objective done um to the end with like being organized i guess you could say you know um that's something that i've taken in and i've kind of learned from it I, I have notes now. I have my Google 
docs, which is like all new to me because I haven't been in school for a long time, so I haven't had to use any of this stuff before, you know. Um, so I'm just noting stuff down. I got a little file cabinet for receipts now. Um, whenever I do have to save them, I'm not the main youth minister there, but I still have to be, you know, helping out and saving that stuff. Uh, but yeah, man, that's that's pretty much how it's been. Yeah, that's good. Uh, you know, Fofo right there kind of just easily, without even having to really, like, you know, physically show it, he just, you can hear it that he takes the criticism wisely. Oh, yeah. He didn't take it, he took it to heart, but in a good way, not in a sensitive way. Uh, so that's, that's good of him. Uh, yeah. And, you know, this, I feel like this is a perfect way to end off this episode, I guess you could say, but this is definitely going to be a part one, because this, this definitely needs a part two. For the user yeah. So oh, the next yeah. episode will be a part two to this. Um, I'm glad we brought up the, you know, one of the big things that I think a lot of teens and youth that want to say to the youth leaders, just they don't say it though. So we'll we'll say it for them. Man. I think that's the way we're, I'm putting this. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah I'm glad I'm glad we got this out. I can't wait honestly for part two. Part two is actually I already have so many things I want to say for them. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, man. Uh, definitely, yeah. I do definitely agree that there there has to be. Um, uh, a part two to this uh, and we, we got a lot more stuff to say but I think this is a perfect way to end it off and I guess one thing I would just say uh, to end this off is just you know wherever you are at you know in your relationship with God and whether you're ready to be a leader or not whether you uh, desire to be a leader or not really I would say just continue to strive and trust you know take leaps of faith and like Fofo said don't have fear because sometimes that fear is that what brings us down the most sometimes you know that fear that we have inside of ourselves is what's bringing us down um, uh, more than what other people are saying so I would just say you know have trust and, and take that leap of faith and honestly watch it turn into something insanely beautiful yeah absolutely uh, I don't know if you have any last minute announcements you want to get out there before we close it off oh yeah most definitely so dudes uh, as far as New Era Saints goes uh, we're definitely going to be more organized with uh, you know the podcast you know obviously what happened uh, was out of our control um, but we're really pumped to continue to release our podcast every single Friday. Um, so we'll come back one with, we'll come back to you guys with the part two to this same topic next Friday. Um, so yeah, stay on the lookout for that. Um, and as far as the soul movement goes, dude, it's approaching August 26th. Our pre-order is going live. Uh, go follow at the soul movement for more updates on our merch and more updates on our ministry and more updates on, you know, everything that's going on um and yeah that's that's all i have hopefully you got anything else you want to say before we uh kind of go outro on this ah just stay blessed guys like carl said don't fear um just say yes to god be a yes man because uh that's only going to get you to higher places yeah most definitely guys so uh you know oh sorry i cut you off again Bad. I always cut you off. I don't know why. I always cut you off. Dude, get guys. All right, all right. Before before we end this off, let me. Yeah, no worries. Before we end this off, dudes, let's just let's just uh, we're gonna show, we're gonna you know give you guys the reality of how we do this. So we get on a FaceTime call, so it's like really laggy, and we're really like. So if you ever hear like a, a gap or anything in our in our in our podcast, it's for that same reason. But you know, stay with us and thank you for continuing to support us. And as always, I'm Carlos. Uh, Matthew. And I'm Fofo. All right, guys, and we'll come back to you guys next week. And as always, strive for holiness, uh, continue to grow in faith, and trust in Jesus. See you later.